Yo, what up? Welcome to Floor Generals, the podcast where we try to get Danny Green on the show. With me, I mean, me, yeah, I'm Austin Chang, but with me today is, of course, my co-host, Ryan Hugh. How you doing, man? I'm okay, man. You? I'm doing fine. I'm doing fine. Had a great last night because one team got the fourth pick, and yes, uh, I'm pretty excited about it. Yes, sir. Now, of course, we're here to talk about the playoffs, but let's uh, let's touch briefly on that draft lottery so when they were rolling the ping pong balls around right you got mark tatum just like pulling pulling like the envelopes out right okay yeah and then i was just like i i forgot which pick it was but then i saw toronto just jumped into the top four i was like jeez right because <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh one of the teams fell out i, I was i'm not sure if it's orlando or something but orlando okc probably yeah they fell out they fell out, so that meant Toronto got in the top four. And I was like, yo, Kate Cunningham, yo. <laughs> I was like, it's Cunningham season. I was but... holding my breath if, if we... Because here's the thing, like, yeah, when you, when you talk about the envelopes, like, when they pulled out uh, Golden State, I was like, hold on, we had the seventh facades. Like, I knew that. So I was expecting, yeah. like, okay, maybe we're going to get sixth, maybe or fifth. And then yeah. they just put us into, like, the top four picture. I started screaming and jumping, dude. <laughs> I, did, I was not expecting us to just jump like that. That actually made no sense. No, but, like, at the same time, I was... And then... Because we had Fred Van Vliet doing it on there, right? <laughs> Last night. And then I was just like, yo, this guy's betting on his, like, the whole career. He's like, he bet on himself. He bet on the Raptors. Now he's betting on the draft. Like Facts. It's actually so funny, like... When, when, like, they were going team after team, like, Indiana went and, like, Golden State yeah. went, their, their GMs and stuff were, like, ah, oh, damn, like, we didn't get the pick. And when mm-hmm. they showed, like, Van Vliet, he just had no emotion, man. He just yeah, I know. sat there, like, he was like, man, I just want to get out of here. <laughs> but other than Toronto. And last, the last time we drafted, we got number four. The person we drafted was Hall of Famer Chris Bosh. Really? Chris Bosh. Yeah, that was the last time we got the fourth pick. So my my hopes were pretty high for this one. Chris Bosh, uh, Evan Mobley is is that the, is that what's, what's gonna happen? Evan here? Mobley, Jalen Green. Oh my god, <laughs> I knew that this was like like a four player draft like going into it. So I was like, the second I saw us going to top four, like I was so hyped. It wasn't like last year where like there were like, a three, lot right? of good guys. Last, last year was pretty much just top three. It was Edwards, Ball, and uh, Wiseman. Wiseman. Those were yeah. the top three. Yeah. Some people didn't have ball in like their top five, but like it was. I it know was like some people. Obi like, Toppin was in it. Uh, right. I don't. I don't even think Tyrese Halliburton was in it. Yeah. I don't uh, know. The draft is such a. It's it's like a gamble, but it's so fun to watch too. I I, I love watching the draft, especially when the when Mark Tatum walks out. You know, I love seeing Mark Tatum smile. You know, just nonstop. <laughs> like he's got relaxed on that. But do, than, do you remember? You remember the, um, I think it was a few years ago, it was like, Monte, like, the, oh, yeah, yeah, the, yeah. The, the, the Monte Morris. Monte <laughs> Morris. Like, Who's Edmund Sumner? I love that clip. Yeah, but <laughs> I, I love, I love that clip. It's so funny. Yeah. And yeah. other than Toronto, like, I'm pretty sure. I had, go ahead. Detroit, Detroit fans, Detroit fans are happy. Houston fans are happy. Like, uh, I mean Orlando and yeah, Oklahoma they got superstar, a lot of superstar potential in in this year. It's our our draft class too. It's our year, like the O twos. It's us. It's us. It's us. So that means we got the superstars. <laughs> hey, of course, of course. But yeah, other than like Detroit and Houston, like Cleveland jumped up. I'm not sure what pick they were earlier, but they were not top three. So for them to jump up, like. Just like Toronto, I gotta feel really bad for Orlando and OKC, man. Like they they've been losing pretty much all year to try to get these mm-hmm. picks, and they get like messed, like they get shafted pretty much. And then Detroit, pretty much was trying for like the first three quarters, and then they started yeah. just like shamelessly tanking. But but let's uh, but Toronto got number four. That's pretty impressive because we were we were actually trying to get into the playoffs, like into a seventh or eighth seed. Right, yeah. And it was towards the end of the season where we were like, ah, I'm not gonna, it's not going to happen. <laughs> no, man. Thank God. What happened to hey. Minnesota's pick, by the way? I think Golden State. I think, Golden, yeah, State Golden State took State it, yeah. The Warriors it. took it. They got the seventh pick. Warriors, Warriors had two picks this year. The seventh and I think the 14th. I mean, was Minnesota, I mean, I'm not sure what the 
Protection was, it was on a, it, but it was a top three. Prote- it was top three protected, which meant if it, if it landed in the first in the first second or third spot, Minnesota would have had. But sucks. <laughs> yeah, it sucks. I feel like they they probably deserve their pick the the most. Not gonna lie, they they didn't tank at all. Like they always wanted to win, and they didn't even get their own pick. That's uh, that's yeah, that's tough. That, that's just tough. <laughs> Yo, I'm just thinking. I'm just thinking Minnesota should make a trade this off season for one of the the lesser like the guys who kind of underperformed take a chance on them in the playoffs this year. About... I was thinking Ben Simmons. I knew it. I knew it. Why? Why Ben <laughs> I was thinking Simmons? Ben, I was thinking Ben Simmons, man. What is the and point of that, Ben Simmons? Let's let's hop into the uh let's hop into the East first this time around. I want I want to I want to cover the Philly okay. and Atlanta series real quick. Okay. All right, so lots of us know that uh, Philly did not win. Philly, Philly lost in seven, which was very surprising. But uh, I don't know. Ben Simmons passed up, passed that open, open layup, and how? What were your reactions to that? Before I want to get into that, I just want to say that after this game. Everyone around me, everyone I know, everyone I, <laughs> even the people I've seen online, just was ha- having so much fun talking so much trash about Ben Simmons. And I actually, I, I saw it, I saw everyone sending me messages, and I was like, yeah, let, I'm just ignore this, man. Because, like, these guys, they, they love hating on my boy. Uh, So, I think, first of all, you guys need to relax on that, because Ben Simmons has feelings, okay? Like, he probably doesn't feel too good about that, hearing all that stuff, you know? Mm-hmm, uh. Mm-hmm. But it is kind of messed up. When I was watching it, I was watching it like, you when when the Raptors missed the playoffs, I was I was yeah. like, it's gonna be such a nice year for me. I don't have to like have any. Because you're just concentrating on Philly, right? You're just concentrating on the 76ers. Yeah, that this is like there's not a lot of teams like I don't care about much of these teams like Milwaukee, Brooklyn. I don't have any emotions. But this like, oh man, I I felt like, <laughs> so, it was not, I don't know. There wasn't a lot of scoring in the in the last quarter, was it? Right, there wasn't Gilman, a lot of scoring. Trey Young wasn't. Trey Young wasn't catching fire. Tobias Harris kept missing his jump shots. Like it was, it was Embiid versus Kevin Herter and Daniel Gallinari for like the last few minutes. Mm-hmm, and exactly. Philly was starting to miss some shots, and they were turning over the ball, like especially Embiid. So yeah. on that possession, when Simmons got the ball, and he had Gallinari, like he was being aggressive for one, like not for once, but like he was posting up. He spun. He got open. Just turnover. Like, there was a, there was a turnover there though. I think I was like. Like nine times out of ten, Ben Simmons would would like dunk that play. Like he he would dunk the ball there. Yeah. Uh, he said he he thought Gallinari was behind him, and when I saw him pass the ball, I was like, shoot it! No. Like my voice was cracking. I was like, no, dude. Tablo got like it, it, people were like, oh, they just lost one point. Like what? It doesn't doesn't matter that much. It does matter that much because like the momentum you would get from a play like that. Like not only would right. Ben Simmons be hyped and stuff. The Philly whole team would be hyped. hyped. The, the energy, hyped. exactly. Like all Bro, the momentum like... goes your way, and I think Doc Rivers and Embiid both kind of said that in their post press conference, like how that was like a turning point. And mm-hmm. yeah, it sucks. You know, Simmons misses that, and he had a really bad series, probably the worst series of his life. He uh, shot thirty three percent from the free. That's the worst I've ever seen. Yeah, in, like all my time I've watched the NBA. It's the yeah. worst free throw percentage I've ever seen. Like, yeah, maybe maybe you're afraid of the net, right? Here's how I'm taking it. Maybe you can be afraid of the scoring, and you just want to focus on the defensive side. But if you can't even make free throw, I think that says something about you. Yeah, I think that's probably the most that, that. That kind of shifts the blame to Simmons, because he, he needs to develop a jump shot, man. Otherwise, he's going to be he, – otherwise, he's already peaked. Right, and you know, I don't want to get into Ben Simmons all that much because I've seen so much other people talking about Ben Simmons. Yeah. But like, I feel like we have to, like, pretty much. But I'm gonna just say, like, this uh, this off season, it's gonna make or break his career, pretty much. And yeah, he's only 22 and stuff, but after a, a series like that, like any player would kind of have an off season where it's make or break. Like, if you if he's if you seen like I don't know Gobert miss like 40 free throws, like he's gonna mm-hmm. have an off season where no, like it, he he's having a tough season because. 
I think Utah is a bit too traditional. We'll get into that later. Like, you know, you, I'm not saying like over missed free throws. I'm just saying like if he did like miss like forty free throws, like Mitchell, like uh, not Mitchell. Oh yeah, like, yeah. yeah. Did, There's gonna be a lot of numbers around. Yeah, like oh, Gobert like needs to do this and stuff. So I feel like Simmons like this is, it's not like limited to him. Like he needs to make sure that this off season is probably like the biggest jump for the him. most important, the most important off season for him. Exactly, because I mean. They might be exploring on trading Simmons right now, although I don't think that's a good idea because his value is so like low. low. But, yeah, yeah, I just I don't know. As a Simmons fan, I'm also gonna have his back. I ne- even when he did all that, like I didn't really get mad. I didn't turn my back on him. Like it just, I guess it happens, man. It's 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 still a curious case, you know. Ben Simmons, you never seen something like this before, but I love it. You know, I, I hope he's he's <laughs> gonna come back better. Uh, and I know he is because it's Ben Simmons. He's the goat. Just, just saying. Knowing Daryl Morey, he might be already on it. On, already talking. He might probably trying to get that. Trying to get Larry. Trying to get Larry. Yeah. No, he's not. He's trying to get but, like Lillard. Like he said, he did. Oh, yeah, he Larry. did. They didn't even say that. They did say that. Like if they, uh, but regardless, if Ben can't, if Ben hasn't shown improvement, like I would say, <laughs> you know how like people would post under under stories, like oh jump shot coming in or like working out. Like mm-hmm. if if I don't really I don't I think if we don't see something like that show some signs of improvement, the Seventy Sixers would move him, and I'm I thought like Minnesota would be a good choice. I wonder why. I actually wonder why Minnesota would be a good choice. Well, your your guys your your two superstars in Cat uh, and D'Lo not exactly defensive minded players, so you bringing you bring in another. Well, not offensively talented, but defensive-minded guy, Ben Simmons, uh, to try and like neutralize uh, the the defensive like weaknesses that the two possess. And Ben Simmons has done well in the past, like I think two seasons ago, three seasons ago, or like the, his first his first playoff series with uh, Philly, he didn't play too bad actually. I I don't think. So maybe he could like bring that to Minnesota. Who knows? I'm not sure. It's Who's just, Minnesota it's just getting back? I don't Who's... know, man. I haven't done the I haven't done the trade scenario. I mean, yet. it's just I'm not sure how that trade would go. I I know I know what you mean. Like yeah, it's yeah. a it's a good place. You think? I, feel I think like it's a good place. Yeah. If you're Philly, you you probably would want Malik Beasley from them. Like a, a Malik Beasley and like a bunch of other things. Like if Malik Beasley gets out of jailer or something i think he's a pretty good option like i i think he probably solves a lot of the problems that philadelphia has like, i'm not saying he's a, he's the answer he's not he's not the answer because it's something obviously it's you want back. to do yeah it's something you want back but i don't, oh, yeah, I don't the know chances, the chances are anthony edwards has to go too oh that's that's just yes. fact that's that, that that's a fact chances mm. are edwards has to go too yeah i don't think minnesota makes that especially not now it's like maybe like in the mm-hmm. middle of the season yeah but definitely not now all right, but enough about the 76ers. Let's give credit to Atlanta, though. Yeah, definitely. Like, they made a really good team around Trey Young. They built a really solid... Like, if you go back to our first episode, I, I, didn't, even, I, I didn't think Atlanta would be, like, this good. I, I don't think a lot of people thought they would be this good. Right. And here they are in the conference finals. I mean, when you have, like the team Atlanta has where you have like a built-in superstar that can create shots and Trey Young and you have all the supporting pieces you pretty much need for a playoff team with a really good coach like Atlanta they are they, they like had like I don't know like a good really good foundation mm-hmm. perfect role players around Trey Young you have two like rim running centers one of them can space the floor and I mean I, I was already talking about like Atlanta and the New York series, how they have such a complete team. And I think they really showed out here probably more. Like mm-hmm. all their guys contributed in, in at least one of the games, like each of their like starting five. Yeah. And they exploited a lot of Philadelphia's weaknesses. I mean, they tried targeting Seth Curry. And even when they had Ben Simmons on him, on, on Trey Young, like they still found ways to get really good open shots, especially Danilo Gallinari. And I got to give uh, him. Kevin Horder Kevin was. Kevin Horder was, was really good. Too. I got to give credit to them for. Hitting the shots when Trey Young wasn't hitting their shot, his shots. Yeah, DeAndre Hunter wasn't even in the mix because he's out. But imagine if he was in that series. Yeah, I mean, 
the possibilities that Atlanta could have had in this series if they had like not only DeAndre Hunter but even Cam Reddish and Bogdan Bogdanovich. Like, yeah, and take it, Trey Young didn't even guys. play that well in Game Seven too. Exactly. So, it's it, it, let's not say like it was just Philadelphia choking or something. Like Atlanta on its own, just just a really good team. Like they, yeah. they're not worthy of the fifth seed. They play a lot like the one seed, you know. Like yeah. they they play really confident. They act like they're the better team, and that's the reason they probably won. Yeah. So, uh, if there's one takeaway from like the entire playoffs this season, I'm go- I I'm going to admit I was dead wrong about Atlanta. They have a really bright future, and can't wait to see more of what they can do. Yeah, yeah. And give credit to the GM for bringing in pieces like Bogdan Bogdanovich and Dylan mm-hmm. Garnari. Like those were the yeah. guys that they needed to bring in, and look how they're contributing now. Exactly, yeah. So, props to Atlanta. Best of luck in the conference finals. And let's move on to the next Eastern matchup. The Bucks and the Nets. This was this was a very, like, unexpected series, to be honest. This was a fun series to watch, though. It was. I mean, listen, when really... the Nets went up 2-0, and we all thought, wow, this was like, this is going to be a murder. And really? Somehow... We all thought? We all thought. <laughs> Are you crazy? Have you, have you seen the two I, games? It was blowouts. Yeah, I saw, yeah, I knew it was a blowout, but then like game three, it was like so close, right? And I was, but at least Milwaukee won. But then game three, I was like, yo, they got to pull through, right? But then they even the series in Milwaukee, and then yeah. they come back to Brooklyn. Did they lose? I, I forgot, or they won. But regardless, in game tied three three, KD, it, it it all came down to that one shot. Yeah, Katie's foot. It was if it was an inch or two shorter, they would have won. Yeah, I thought they did win. <laughs> like, I thought that was game when he hit that shot. Nah, it went into OT because of that shot. But yeah, it went into OT. Yeah, it went into OT. But I did get scared. I did get scared, especially when Harden went out. But then they were still destroying Milwaukee. I, I got scared there. I mean, and then when yeah. when it was like the last possession, when KD passes to Harden, like you immediately knew that, like KD was was tired. And I mean, I don't think it was just dead legs that like he was tired. I just think that it was like he took so many shots. Like <laughs> it it, just, it was just like I guess he I guess he was tired, but I'm not sure. It was just like it wasn't just fatigue. Like it was something else. I'm not sure. Mental. He just like. I guess mental, maybe I'm not sure. It's yeah. it's just it was such like a, a sad finish to to a series like that. But it's crazy to see Milwaukee claw back. But of course, it wasn't just like Milwaukee being a really good team. Like they were of playing course. pretty terrible, pretty, like throughout the whole series, they're they're playing pretty bad. But they still found a way to to end up on top. Like a lot of their a lot of their players that they needed to pull through, ended up pulling through, through. in yep. the in the last game. So it, it's nice to see that. Uh, I think, uh, I I think Giannis needs <laughs> really needs to step up in the clutch moments. That, was he looking pretty I, bad? It wasn't the greatest, not the best performances. Two two air balls at the free throw line during in Game Seven. Um, oh yeah, can't can't let that pressure get to you, especially if you're a two time MVP. And rain, uh, and like former DPOI, uh, Chris Middleton played out of his mind though. Cash, uh, Drew Holiday just locked down guys like he does. Brooke Lopez was phenomenal. Like, for 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 someone that Brooklyn gave up on and came back had his revenge on the Nets. That's respects right there. And I think overall, Game Seven was a very tight game. Both sides played, not not too well, but like both sides played competitively. But Milwaukee came out in overtime, and I was glad to see that that my pick was still, still strong. Right. I, I mean, I want I want to talk about Giannis. I actually I actually thought Giannis was pretty good in, in Game Seven. Well, forty point forty points is pretty good. I mean, like I'm just saying, like the free throw stuff. Like, I mean, it's he's gonna miss free throws. Like, it's it's just Giannis. And even airballing, yeah, it's tough. But he didn't let that get to him at all. Like, I feel like he just kept stepping up and hitting his shots. And when it came to the second half, I think. There was like a story how the Nasas bought Milwaukee, like, mm-hmm. like b- bought like a whole section behind the free throw basket, 
for Milwaukee fans, so like Giannis yep. could focus more. And I think he hit like a lot of his free throws in the second half, and even like he still missed f- one, but <laughs> okay, come on, it's the one free throw. Four throws <laughs> missed like two free throws. All right, like, yeah, okay, all right, all right. Like Giannis, his mid range is actually looking pretty good. Like I like it's looking case. better. It's looking better. The shots falling through. And I was mentioning this, like people were talking about how Giannis needs to stop taking jump shots, jump shots and stuff. I was thinking the opposite. Like his shots were coming really close to the net, and yeah, he's really strong. But if he if he think he can't find the angle to the basket, and he's mm-hmm. confident in his jump shot, like why not keep taking it? If it if exactly. It's a good shot? That's my that's my mentality too. If you think you can make it and it's falling through, don't I don't care how ugly it looks or like what other people think. Just take the shot. Yeah, so right. I, I'm really proud of Giannis's like improvement on that. You know, he really has improved his. His, pretty much his all-around game. Like somehow mm-hmm. he keeps improving, and I mean, who knows? Maybe he might start hitting his threes in, in the finals, like like consistently, can, right? Or in the conference finals, yeah, that'd be kind of crazy. And uh, I don't. Uh, some credit goes to Coach Bud. I know he got a lot of trashed, like like the fa- past few years, being unable to like alter his, you know, like be adaptive. But I think he did. A, he did something, something right in the Brooklyn-Milwaukee series because they were down 0-2 and they came out on top. So I think yeah. something something right came out of it. Maybe uh, maybe he told his players to start making their shots. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's probably it. That's probably it. And then Chris Middleton went on fire. And that was, yeah, thank God for Chris Middleton. For, yeah, especially um, going down the stretch of Game 4, like it was pretty much just him versus KD like for like a good like three minutes. Mm-hmm. And Milton was still holding on. Of course, like he missed, and then KD hit a shot after him. But it's nice to see Milton show some fire, especially this deep. Like they need, exactly. his, they need, like Milwaukee needs their guys to play good, and mm-hmm. they're playing good, so they're winning games. Yeah. yeah. So that covers for the East. We have now we have the Hawks and the Bucks. But before we cover that, let's let's head to the West. The Jazz and the Clippers. This was a pretty heartbreaking series. It was a very heartbreaking series for me because I did not think, I did not think Utah would lose that, lose and get gain seven. Yeah, and it's just, I feel like the last two games went by like such a blur. Like Utah was up like three two, and they it, lost the and Kawhi Kawhi got injured. Yeah, it just, it just felt like Utah was just destined to win pretty much. Like, oh, they, they might lose one game maybe, but they're going to win game seven. And they just lost two games in like 10 seconds. Like, it felt like it went by so fast. And it was just like, it's such a shock to see yep. Paul George and Reggie Jackson just, 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 just go off. Pretty much. I just, like, uh, I, I mentioned, I, re- I really t- quickly talked about it in, in the Philly part, but. I think part of it goes, it's not Quinn Snyder's fault or anything, but I think part of it goes to how the roster's constructed. If, if, uh, I'll elaborate on that if you want me to. Yeah, but, go ahead. I mean, I'm pretty sure it's going to be Gobert, right? Yeah, it's mainly part of Gobert. Uh, Ty Lue did a, a really good job of switching up his, his lineups to, like, specifically small ball, right? You had Marcus Morris or Nicholas Batum playing at the center position instead of your Zubash or Cousins. And I felt that was what made the difference in this series. Because Gobert, even though he just won his third deep, uh, defensive player, this, he's, still, he's still unable to guard on the perimeter, which it really like kind of defeats, kind of just eliminates him from the equation. If if your defensive presence is only solely within the paint, it really hurts when you can't have five people guarding the three-point line, right? Just yeah. one person in the paint. And on paper, it looks great because you then you also have other... Uh, you have Joe Ingles, uh, Bogdanovic, uh, Jordan Clarkson, Royce O'Neal, like all these other complementary pieces. But they're just... Uh, they're not... They're not like elite at that point to be able to defend to defend an extra guy with Gobert stuck in the paint. It's it just doesn't work out like that. Yeah, I mean that that whole Gobert thing was getting highlighted a lot by like a lot of people. Like everyone was talking about, oh my god, why is Gobert on the floor and stuff? And I mean, people are blaming Gobert for this. And yeah, like he should 
be going to defend Terrence Mann after he's hit like a bunch of threes. Thirty nine points, crazy. Yeah, like it's pretty much all from just like in rhythm shots, like shots that just come in the flow of the game. Mm-hmm. And yeah, Gobert should have picked up, but at the same time, Gobert has been pretty much been the same role for like his entire career, where they just funnel everything towards him into the paint. So when you put Gobert in a situation like that, like, I mean, what did you really expect? Like, he's never even done like this before. Like, he's never ever had to defend like five out like for this much, this much time and stuff. Mm-hmm. I feel like you you just have to adjust. Like, I don't know, like Royce O'Neal at center, like just just with some like just for some stretches to make sure that the lead doesn't blossom. Or, or yeah, I think happens. the only issue was like, uh, the team would get some criticism for benching the reigning like the current defensive player of the year. Yeah, I, think. I, I mean that, that's when coaches just have to put their their pride aside. And mm-hmm. do what's right for the team. Uh, other than that, I thought I thought Mitchell had a good series. I thought Mitchell had a good series. Yeah, Mitchell. Uh, Mike Conley, even though he missed, I felt like this offseason he's going to get a lot of good offers from other teams. Uh, other than that, it's been disappointing for Utah. That's all I'm going to say. But yeah, uh, for the Clippers, on the, yeah, but on the Clippers side. A uh, good job to them, really good job with with your superstar Kawhi Leonard out, and we know how Kawhi plays because we, we he was in Toronto for a year, but with him out, and then you have Paul George stepping up, eliminating that pandemic P nickname and getting the playoff P nickname back. <laughs> this guy just just I think he might give the Suns some competition, but not too much, but. He's he's done pretty good. He's done pretty well. Yeah, especially uh these last three series, Reggie Jackson has like stepped up. Yeah, like he I remember back in Detroit, he had so much confidence. Like he talked about wanting to be an all star point guard. Mm-hmm. And ever since like he's left that team, it hasn't been the same. And to see him like resurge in, in LA, it's 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 actually kinda crazy. Like I did not know Reggie Jackson still had this in him. Usually when he plays, he looks so nervous out there, like damn, it's it's uh it's nice it's to see different. Reggie Jackson just uh <laughs> just just come back like this. And Luke Kennard, the guy they paid like sixty four million dollars, didn't play like ever in, in like the regular season or the first series. All of and a sudden, now he's <laughs> now he's just there, right? <laughs> yeah, like he's he's their shooter, the one that they rely on to hit a, a lot of tough shots, end of shot clock stuff, mid range pull ups. And even Batum. Batum is like like a, a virtuoso on the floor. Like he just does yeah. pretty much everything you need. He's like the glue guy that Play makes, make sure everyone's at the right spot. Smart player and so funny how last season when he was in Charlotte, everyone was like the worst player in the league, worst contract in the league. And now he comes to LA and he's like the solid foundation piece. He's like the go to bench role player guy. Like <laughs> Yeah, I mean that that's what it's... money does, bro. Money just changes perceptions for, for certain people. Uh... It's just, it's just how crazy like these thoughts and ideas just change within a year. Like maybe next next season we'll have different conversations regarding Batum, like like ah, superstar MVP super level, super- like on a, MVP on a minimum contract. Like oh who knows? But yeah, I mean that's just that's just how the contract works, though, right? Like he had a really big deal, and like there's no way Batum was gonna fulfill that huge contract he had. Mm-hmm. So once you put him on a contract like this, and he performs like pretty much how he probably was, it's like, oh, wait, maybe this guy actually is good. Like, yep. maybe Chandler Parsons would be, like, really good if he was on, like, a five-year, like six-year right? deal. <laughs> yeah, like, you know, like, it's just, I, I guess that's that's what money does, you know? And then, but then there's also some cases where they just fall, some people on the minimum deal fall apart regardless. Right, yeah, that's true. It is what it is. But LA, uh, congrats on making it to your first conference finals. Um, I don't want to say you had a good run, but it's looking mighty whoa, whoa, tough. Whoa. I don't know. It's looking mighty tough with that sweep in, in Phoenix. Are you counting out the Clippers like that? Uh, with Without Kawhi, it's going to be really tough, man. They're already down 0-2. Listen, man. Milwaukee went down 0-2. They came back and won the series. The Clippers but went I, down 0-2 I... against the Jazz. They won the okay, series. but I had I had faith in Milwaukee, right? But, and, <laughs> so so it's different there. But 
I mean, let's talk about Phoenix. Let's talk okay. about Phoenix then. All right, man. Right. <laughs> yeah, you go. You want to? You want to take this? No, you got it. All right, all right. Phoenix and Denver. I didn't. I had. I think I had Phoenix winning at six. This could, This team just swept the reigning MVP. And and I was talking to my dad about it, and he was like, he was like, I thought Jokic was good. I was like, he is good, but Devin Booker's and Chris Paul together are kind of better. <laughs> and that was my only argument because. After so many years of not making the playoffs and seeing Phoenix just come into like just cruise their way into the conference finals, it's it's unbelievable. Yeah, I, I had the series Phoenix winning in five games. Mm-hmm. Now I thought the you know, the Joker was gonna have like one game where he pops up. Now, first of all, this series was like a really long time ago. Like a lot of the thoughts like I had about a week the series, ago, right? It was like over a week ago. Yeah, like I pretty much forgot about what happened in the series. All I know is that Chris Paul was. Doing Chris Paul things and Devin Booker was hitting yep. shots. Michael Bridges was hitting shots. Even uh, Frank Kaminsky was coming in and not, probably not doing much, but I mean he came but into the game. Do, so Frank the Tank was doing his thing. Yeah, he must have doing must have been doing something. And all of a sudden it's, it's a sweet. Now of course I'm not gonna like like there's really nothing negative to say about the the Denver Nuggets. Like they pretty much could have done all they could against the yeah. Team, like, to be fair, Phoenix. they couldn't have done too much against the second seed. But I think I'm going to point some blame to MPJ. Yeah, missed some of the shots. Yeah, shots. and they they kind of exposed him on defense, from what I remember. Because I, I don't think he was able to, like, switch or, like, guard Devin Booker properly. And then you just see this guy just raining threes and jump shots everywhere. It's Devin Booker's something different, but... Yeah, I mean, those things happen to, to players. People miss shots and stuff. And, I mean, without Murray, I don't think Denver can be too mad. I mean, they got past the first round against a healthy Blazers team. Uh, mm-hmm. And, I mean, I guess they made it to the second round. You know, there's not, there's not much to say about Denver. All I got to say is Phoenix looked really strong in the second series. I feel like in the second series, they really proved, like, their worth in the playoffs. Yeah. They, they really proved, like, oh, look, like, we're a really good team and we can really make a lot of things happen. So, yeah, I guess Phoenix is looking like maybe maybe the favorite, maybe second favorite. Like they're they're looking pretty strong. It, it it's crazy how you have them winning now because first you had was it Lakers and then it was the Nets and then it was Utah and now you have Phoenix. I mean, obviously, what? Yeah, they all <laughs> lost. So of course, I would say it's it's Phoenix. I don't know. I just I've stuck with Milwaukee the entire year. Right. And I still have them winning, and they're still in the run. So, yeah, I mean, we'll yeah. see, man. I mean, I mean, they're looking a bit shaky, but we'll see what happens in the conference finals. I mean, like it's interesting how you have Milwaukee winning in seven for the Eastern Finals, and then I have them winning in five, which is like, where did the two extra games come in, Austin? Are you trying to like talk trash? Like, what are you? What are you trying? No, to I'm say? not talking trash. I'm just saying like. I really don't think Atlanta can, like, I, I know I've been, like, not trashing them, but just, like, I, I haven't been confident in them all season long. And they proved me wrong, like, twice already. But I just can't see it for a third time. Like, Milwaukee's just this dominant. <laughs> yeah, Milwaukee's dominant, but Atlanta just has a better coach. And I feel like when in, in the playoffs, all it comes down to is matching superstars with the role players. and. It's Giannis against Trey Young, and yeah, you have Drew Holiday, but Trey Young just makes people dance, man. And not only dance, he makes people get fouls. And Trey Young is gonna be foul hunting the entire series, and it's gonna be, it's gonna be a tough series. Like I don't know why people act like Atlanta is this garbage team. Like yeah, they're the fifth seed, but when you have a team that plays together so much, they all they all trust each other so much, and you have a coach that empowers their players to be their best versions of themselves. I think you beat a team. Not be, but like put a lot of pressure on on, on a team like Milwaukee that kind of has like three game plans where it's Giannis post up, like Chris Middleton pick and roll, or Drew Holiday like pick and roll or ISO. Like there's a lot of things Atlanta can can do in this series, and I have I have Milwaukee in seven. in seven, but this could easily be like Milwaukee in six. Atlanta in seven or Atlanta in six. Like it's it's one of those series for me where it's gonna be a toss up. 
even though Milwaukee is their seed. I don't know, man. I just I've stuck with the Bucks for so long. I think it's only fair for me to go. I mean, do you have a reason? All the way. Do you have a reason? Well, well, first of all, Drew Holiday, right? Like, if you put Eric Bledsoe on Trey Young, like hell, if you put Eric Bledsoe on Kyrie or James Harden, like from the last series, no way they would have won. But that Drew Holiday uh, trade made a, such a big difference that you put Drew Holiday on Trey Young. I think he can limit him to at least like 19, 20 points a night. That I, and then all the scoring would have to go towards their bench players or their other guys. Like John Collins is going to be locked down by Giannis, and that's going to be very tough for offense to start through. Uh, I think, yeah, and then the scoring will have to come down to Huerter and Bogdanovich, who will, Bogdanovich and Gallinari, but they'll be guarded by other guys like uh, Chris Middleton, Brooke Lopez. Like, it's very difficult. P.J. Tucker, even. It's going to be tough for them to get, get even any shots up, in my mind. I guess, but, I mean, with the John Collins and Papa Giannis, I mean, there, really, there really is no ISO. Like, John Collins is not going to be ISOing. There's going to be a lot of movement in Atlanta's offense, and you see what happens. You see what happened in, in the Brooklyn series. Like, they didn't move at all. It was just, like, Durant ISO. And if you start moving around this Milwaukee defense and you start forcing, like, a whole bunch of switches and stuff, I don't think it, I don't think it matters who switch, who's on who. Like, at some point, you're going to find a, a good switch and you're going to have, like, Galnari on, like, a smaller player. You're going to have Kevin Herter coming off a pick and it's going to be open mid-range because... I don't know, man. Their smallest guy is Drew Holiday who can still... Who's... Who's who's been a all defensive player team all all defensive team guy before? So, all right, but we've uh, seen Philadelphia go against Atlanta, and they have like one of the biggest lineups in the league, and they went at Ben Simmons, they went at all their tall players, and it didn't really matter at the end of the day. And when you have I mean, like, I don't know, it's it's just like when you when you've seen the things that Atlanta have been doing throughout the playoffs, I don't know how you how you could act like Atlanta is not a threat. I'm not dismissing Atlanta at all. I'm are just you saying, are, man. I, it's, it's a five-game series on the side. <laughs> I'm just saying, Milwaukee, Milwaukee's got this. That's all I'm saying. I do. I, Milwaukee's got this. Yeah. Yeah. That, I, I, I've been sticking with Milwaukee. It's it's only fair that they win it all. Okay. All right. <laughs> yeah. That, but you also have Milwaukee coming out, so I'm not saying... I'm just saying that it's gonna, it's gonna be like a top, like a fifty-fifty, like. All right, fine, because you do have it coming in seven, which could easily go towards both sides. Yeah. And then on the west, you have the Suns coming out in six. I have the Suns coming out in five. Right, right, but it feels like we have different kind of thoughts about this series. Like you think, you think uh, it's gonna be like a revert, like not a gentleman sweep, right? Where it's gonna be just yeah, one it's game. gentleman sweep. I feel like Paul Drew's gonna like blow up one game. But right. then it's like the Jason Tate is like the Brooklyn and Celtics series to me. Exactly. Yeah. I guess. Uh, and you, you think otherwise or? Yeah, I think, I mean, listen, Quad Leonard has been starting to be ruled day to day. Like there might be a bit of implication that he's going to come back, which I'm not <laughs> sure if it's the best idea, but listen, with, with the, the Clippers, these last, these, this, not this last two games, this last game, you seen that they can put up a fight. Like, this, they this game could have easily have been won by by the Clippers. Now, a lot of that okay, was it was partly there was ref uh, referee involvement too, but it was a lot of refing and there was a lot of tough shot making by Reg, by Reggie Jackson. Not Reggie, was it? It was Patrick Beverly who was just hitting Pat like Pat, I don't know. Pat, I don't know what Pat Bev was doing. He even he made gave Devin Booker a nosebleed. Uh... <laughs> yeah, he was he was being a pretty pretty dirty out there, but he was hitting his threes and. Pretty much, all of it, all of LA was like, except for Paul George was hitting the threes. It was Kennard hitting his threes, Reggie Jackson was hitting some of his threes, and they somehow like every time the the Phoenix Suns were getting some momentum, the Clippers would just hit a three, and it would go down to like a five point game. And I feel like with Ty Lu, who has proven to be such a good coach this off season, like with his adjustments, mm-hmm. I feel he's, he's gonna find a way to. Get get the series a lot closer than people probably think it's gonna be, and I mean, yeah, you have Ty Lue who's a really good coach. Yeah, I'm not gonna act like the Suns don't have the best coach in the playoffs right now with Monty Williams, and I mean that's why I have them winning. Like even though you yeah. have a lot of good players on on LA and Kawhi might be coming back, 
when you have Monty Williams and Chris Paul might be coming back in the next like next week. I don't things know are going to be much more difficult, right? Yeah, like it's it's just Phoenix looks like the better team, and it might go to six, maybe seven, but Phoenix is probably going to pull this one out. Because from what I'm saying is, if you can sweep the reigning like the MVP team, uh, <laughs> chances are you're going to be able to uh, to not cruise, but like beat the beat the Clippers pretty easily. That's uh, to me at least. I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't say that. I, I, you, I wouldn't compare Denver like a hobbled Denver. To a team like the Clippers, who just beat well, the they're kind of hobbled. They're kind, they're kind of hobbled right now too without Kawhi. I mean, yeah, the hobbled Clippers just beat the number one seed though. So I mean, they're they're pretty dangerous. Like they just beat a healthy number one seed team. Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't count the Clippers out at all, and especially with someone like Kawhi who might come back, and he's proven to be so. Like, I don't know what the word is. Like he just game stabilizes changing? a lot of the offense. Game, yeah, he's very game changing. Right? Game changing. Like he changes a lot of the schemes that teams have to play on defense like you can't just like iso against Kawhi Leonard like you can't just do man on man you need to you need to send another guy you need to have like a different scheme so right now it might look a bit bleak but once Kawhi comes back I think things things could change uh so is is there a chance for the Clippers to make the finals Definitely, definitely is a chance. Oh, so so there is a chance for all of these teams to make the finals. Now <laughs> you're not dismissing any of them. Oh yeah, this yeah. I, any of these teams can make the finals, and I wouldn't be like too surprised. Okay, all right, okay. Because I think for me, I'm still skeptical on Atlanta making it. Right. Yeah. I guess it makes sense. Well, I, I've been dismissing. Actually, them from no, it the doesn't start. make sense. But I, <laughs> I've I been guess dismissing you do, them man. from the start. Yo, I'm, but Nick, I've said the Knicks were gonna sweep. That didn't happen. I said Philly. We we did say Philly would win in seven, or I said in five. I think. Yeah, you said I seven. seven. Yeah, and Atlanta proved us wrong there, and I don't know. I just still think Milwaukee. Will you, come you just out. you just think that Milwaukee's Milwaukee, right? Like that's, that's yeah, Milwaukee's Milwaukee. All right, all right. And you you have the Suns winning, you have the Suns beating the Bucks now, which is yeah. I mean, I'm not not crazy, not crazy at all, not crazy at all. Just, I mean, when <sighs> it's not like, I feel like you're looking at it from like a team perspective instead of actually like watching the games and seeing how they're playing. If you actually like, if you're watching Phoenix on how they're playing, it it they look like a title team. Like they look like they're ready to win the title with the amount of with the amount of confidence these guys are playing with. Like in the regular season, Michael Bridges was playing good, right? But McKee yeah. Bridges is taking like shots that he wouldn't be taking in the regular season. Like he's like he has supreme confidence. DeAndre Aiden is super aggressive this series. Like he's going up for post hooks. He's taking these mid range shots that he wouldn't be taking. The it value. seems like every value <laughs> was really good. The value was cool. Yeah. Jake Crowder is turned into Jake Crowder like last year in the playoffs. Like the, this whole the, team is finals. Crowder, yeah. They're all peaking at the right time. So I think I think Phoenix definitely takes down. I could see Milwaukee, like Milwaukee losing this in six against Phoenix. Like Phoenix is, is such a strong team, but at the same time, I feel like I'm really discrediting Milwaukee a lot. They still have they still have a lot of size. I yeah, like the issue with with your predictions is the like everyone in Milwaukee is a good defender. Well, not everyone. Are like, they? You can't... What are they? Everyone's a good defender in Milwaukee. No, I I didn't say not everyone. I, like I said, the start their starting lineup at least. I guess. Like, and those are the guys you're going to be playing heavy minutes on. Right. You're going to be putting Drew Holiday on Chris Paul and Devin Booker all the time. Chris Middleton on the, on um, Mikael Bridges uh, or Cam Johnson. Giannis is going to be on Aiton or Brooke Lopez. It's, it's, it's going to be very difficult for the Suns, regardless of how well they, like, they've been doing. And I wouldn't be surprised if Phoenix did win, but it would be a dream for Chris Paul to win his first, first, first ring, right? Yeah, but I think like, overall, start. overall, Milwaukee has a better chance at it. Yeah, I just, I just look at it from team perspective. Like, I mean, like a year ago, and even this year in the regular season early, the Lakers had the best defense in the league, and it was like LeBron, AD, and yeah, like KCP playing, Kuzma was playing a bunch of minutes. Like, you had a lot of guys that you wouldn't say are really good defenders, but they just played like such a unit. Like they they were communicating on defense and yeah. 
I think that's what really makes the defense. So I, I wouldn't just point at the players and say like, oh, these these guys are individually really good defenders. Like, I think defense really gets tested when you put them in like schemes and you make them run around screens and stuff. And Milwaukee has proven that they're really good defense, but I guess in an offense like Atlanta or Phoenix where you have one guy that's like they're super that's always player. on fire, right? like. Their offense is always top notch. Like they yeah. can't falter. It's gonna be it's gonna be like interesting to see how they how they deal with a Trey Young or or a Devin Booker. Mm-hmm. I'm just I'm just excited to see see how they how they how they play. Uh, yeah, definitely, definitely. Yo, you you trying to host a finals night sometime? <laughs> a finals night? What is that? Finals mean? night? I don't know. Like at your place. <laughs> you wanna watch the game? All man, all man's go to your place. <laughs> Oh my god! Yeah, I'll be done. I feel like we could do that. Yeah, that'd be so. That'd be fun though. It would, final, it would. final, finals night in Austin. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a bad idea. It's it's been a fun playoffs, man. It's it, that's all I'm saying. It's been a fun playoffs. Lots of unexpected twists, I guess. Yeah, a lot. Yeah, Surprises, a lot of things dropping yeah. out early that we did not expect. Utah, Milwaukee in LA, six, <laughs> Philadelphia, Brooklyn. Utah, yeah, Utah. It's uh, it's shaping out to be a really good finals, especially with yeah. all these teams not winning championships for like the last thirty years or something. Mm-hmm. It's finally about time that one of these teams win a title instead of L.A. or Golden State or something like that. Uh, well, like if you if you think about it again from this perspective, the only person who really it's going, to, it's going to be like, eh, whatever. It's going to be Kawhi because he's already got two under his belt. Right, yeah. And then everyone else is like winning their first one, right? Trey exactly. Young and the Hawks getting their first. Giannis and his gang getting their first. Uh, Chris Paul finally gets his first. And... <laughs> Jay Crowder. Let's Jay go. Cro- please, oh, Jay, Jay Crowder. Crowder. <laughs> oh, my God. It's about time. Please. I actually hope they oh, win because of Jay Crowder. Oh, this, guy, this guy was like conference finals with the Celtics. Um, finals with the Heat. What was it? Miami. Uh, now it's now it's Phoenix. He's been he's been through so much series with so much different guys. Hey, Jay Carter, Jay Carter. Hopefully, if like I'd be happy if the Suns won, but my prediction still with the Bucks. Well, like I wouldn't be I won't be mad if any of these teams except the Clippers yeah. won. I just I really just don't want the Clippers to win because like we already seen <laughs> L.A. man, and it's gonna be such like an awkward parade like. It's gonna be like a whole bunch of Lakers jerseys in the in the crowd of people, and they're the all booing. It's like, there's man. more there's more Lakers jerseys than Clippers jerseys. Yeah, they're like, yo, you guys suck, man. You guys, this is our city, and then they're gonna definitely have to move. Or to where, like uh, Las Vegas? <laughs> Seattle? <laughs> Hello. <laughs> they're moving to like Inglewood or something, like which is New still... Mexico. New Mexico, <laughs> New Mexico like, Clippers, Alaska, Hawaii, maybe like come on, guys, just the, anywhere. Well, the Honolulu Clippers, that that would be a thing. That's, that's not bad at all. I I wouldn't be too mad at that. <laughs> I wouldn't be either. Just like <laughs> the travel would be crazy. Yeah. Let me just look at look at the screen right now. Like look at these logos, man. Like look how cool all these logos look, all these colors, I and mean, like the Clippers logo is. Bro, the Clippers like, too complicated. <laughs> It's basketball. Like, what? It's just a basketball, man. It's, it's Shouldn't it? Okay, in my mind, it should be like a ship, right? Like a, sh- a ship, like a sail. Or, or like a pair of scissors. I don't know. I like, I think oh. they should lean into like a pirate theme or something. Like, Oh, that's sick. That'd be sick. I don't know why. But the Nets got, I think the Nets got to switch it up too. Yeah, like, what is, is like, that a net? Like, What's I understand that? it's a shield. It's supposed to represent a shield because their mascot's like a knight or something, but... Oh, what? I don't know, man. Like the Brooklyn, the Brooklyn Knights or something. I don't know. But, <laughs> okay. oh, but I, I don't know, man. That 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 doesn't help with your case with like a net. Like, <laughs> right. Like I mean, at least Washington's logo is like it is basketball with. It's a cool basketball, you know. Like it, it's a cool one. Yeah, it's a cool one. Like Clippers and are then, just basketball. It's kind of bad. The coolest one out here is still to me the Heat. I think the Heat still got the coolest one. Yeah, I, I really like the Heats. Yeah. Yeah, the Heat. I the like these creative them. ones. Like I like uh, mm-hmm. I like Portland's logo too. Portland's logo. Dallas. Is, I like Dallas's. Dallas is nice. Yeah, it's nice. It's nice. 
Utah, Utah's okay. Utah's okay, but it's alright. It's alright. It, it, it's alright. It, Memphis is just a bear, so I'm not gonna say too much about it. But I like Memphis. I like Memphis. Knicks is cool. I like I like Knicks. Like they're they have like their words, but I don't know, it just the looks Bucks, nice. The Bucks is nice. I, I, I really Bucks. like Milwaukee's. I really like Milwaukee's. Boston's Boston's just OG. Like you can't really hate on. Boston's and same with it's same with the Lakers. You can't really hate on that either. Yeah, they're both they're both pretty decent, anyways. Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. It looks cool on jersey. It's okay. It it does look. I mean, like except that, except the um, the jersey that we had to rate. No. Oh yeah, was, definitely not. No, that <laughs> was ugly. That one was ugly. That was terrible. Uh, Hawks is Hawks is. Eh, it's like very simple, but yeah, it, it gets the idea across. It's simple. Yep. Uh, I don't know. It's I just the Clippers. Denver. It's just the Clippers. <laughs> yeah, Clippers logo just stands out because it's so bad. Yeah. Yeah. Steve Ballmer, got to do something, man. I mean, like, yeah, he is, like, the best owner, pretty much. But, damn, he's got to, like, I don't know, switch it up or something. For being such a flashy guy, you can't have such a bland team. Like, put, like, I don't know, like, the Microsoft logo instead. I think that would work. Yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> what the... What, what does he own? Does he own Microsoft? Like, is that what he owns? Oh, that, that was what he he did. He, he sold it, I think. But, regardless, like, that's how he became a billionaire. Yeah, but, just put the Microsoft logo. Put the Google logo. Yeah, put the, Amazon. Yeah, Google. <laughs> Amazon, just yeah. Put a whole bunch of, like, sponsors on your logo. Like, McDonald's. McDo- yeah, McDonald's, Burger King, sponsors. <laughs> yeah, you got your sponsors hearing this episode? Guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, uh, we're open, guys. Hello. Like, we would like some sponsors <laughs> put on our logo, too. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We'll Maybe be Danny Green could. Danny Green, come by. <laughs> yeah, Danny Green, come by. Like, I'm, yeah. just, uh, I'm just going to put that out. It. If the 76ers had Danny, a healthy Danny Green, they would have won the finals. Because this guy's already got this guy's already got three rings. Like, right? Like, like, he 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 was on his way to three peat. He was on his way, but like it's obvious how how playoffs works. Like, whatever team has the most rings wins the wins, wins the series. Wins the, yeah, exactly. So, like, it was just kind of it was kind of bound to happen once Danny Green went down. Mm-hmm tough loss but uh hopefully danny green comes to toronto with our new draft pick and oh let's go once again yo 2022 uh champions oh my god who, who is it gonna be evan mobley jalen green jalen jalen green. I, I like i like i like jalen green i like jalen green but sucks nice. would be cool sucks would be nice too so if if he if he let go of like Lowry then Suggs or Green would be nice. I t- I'm just yeah. kind of scared about Jalen Green. We can talk about draft players later. Actually, yeah, yeah, we'll we'll, we'll, we'll talk about them later. <laughs> in a, in another episode. Yeah, another episode. But yeah, <laughs> yeah a few games left until finals is over. Yeah, not finals, but uh, conference finals is over. Conference finals are over, and then and we're gonna be right back, right? Yeah, we'll be right back then. Stay tuned because we still have React videos if they happen, and that's it. (laughs) Yeah. You guys for listening. (laughs) Take care.